Hello and welcome back to New Paradigm Healing. This series focuses on ayahuasca-assisted therapy. Our intention is to educate, inform, and support the conscious and responsible use of ayahuasca in the Western context. If you want to know more about ayahuasca-assisted therapy and our upcoming trainings and workshops, sign up for our mailing list to be the first one to know about the latest news at avatarhealingarts.com. So hello and welcome back to ayahuasca-assisted therapy podcast. And I'm so happy today to be here with two of my very dear sisters, Bonnie Divinama and Casey Kennedy. You know both of them from the roundtables and from the podcast already. So we're not gonna do big introductions here. <clears throat> and today I'm, I'm really excited. We're gonna talk about healing the inner child and, and using this beautiful medicine to, <clears throat> to help to integrate that aspect of ourselves. <clears throat> Sorry, so I'm very excited to, to start these conversations and just want to say hi to my sisters. Welcome, Bonnie. Welcome, Casey. Good to have you here. <laughs> and uh, I just want to start with really talking about what is the inner child or the wounded child for those people who who are might not familiar uh, might not be familiar with this with this concept or with this phrase but i think that if you are listening to this podcast probably you encountered your healing your your inner child your wounded child already <coughs> but uh, from my perspective really <coughs> my experience in healing is that a lot of the trauma that we suffer comes from childhood sim simply because of the reason that when we are children, we don't have the strength, the tools, the capacity, the awareness to, to deal with stressful or traumatic situations in a, in a healthy, mature way. <laughs> That's kind of logical. And um, <clears throat> what happens is that uh, when, we, when we experience something traumatic, that, that we kind of separate from the pain from that experience. <laughs> so cute, hi little kitty. <laughs> Uh, here's another healer, you know, uh, uh, another beautiful creature joining us, so, so nice. So what happens is, yeah, that as we experience um, deep, like, stress or trauma when we are children, we kind of disconnect from that aspect and, and put this pain, separate from this pain, from this trauma, and, and kind of, you know, you can imagine that we put it in a box and we shove it away, uh, simply because we are not able to to hold it, to process it, or to respond to it, you know, in a <coughs> in a healthy, mature way with awareness. And and these parts of us, even though we feel we don't necessarily feel them anymore, but they are they are still staying some somehow connected to us because everything is connected, and we can certainly. Uh, see the effects of, of this fragmentation in our adult lives and some of the, the symptoms could be what I experience personally is just inability to receive, inability to um, create healthy loving relationships, um, addictions, different mental emotional problems, it can be even physical disease or just um, not being able to to open up and receive life in its fullest and also another 
sign or symptom can be that we keep repeating kind of you know the same mistakes and and we are somehow in this catch 22 that even though we desire something completely different we desire something better we just keep somehow ending up you know in the same situations with the same character so that that would be for me you know like a kind of like a, a result of this fragmentation of this childhood trauma so I think, you know, just to start with, I'm gonna <coughs> just give the space to, to Bonnie and Casey just to reflect that, how do you perceive this wounded child or this inner child and, and what is that you think, you know, how it manifested in your life or how, how it manifests just in life, in people's life in general that we can share with our audience. Sure. Thank you, Nina, and thanks again for welcoming me. Thank you also, Sister uh, Casey, uh, for this, this important topic that, that just is infinitely deep. And I'm learning all the time more and more about. Um, so, you know, what I'd like to do is actually just speak to a personal experience that's just happened recently, right, which uh, I shared some of with you, Nina, uh, which is I just came out of the jungle. I just came out of the Amazon. I was there for some advanced practitioner training. And when we go deep into these trainings, especially in the jungle, uh, we can expect that some stuff is going to come up. And so when I was in the jungle, I was really wanting to connect with the part of my inner child, uh, the young girl who was absolutely fearless. And as a child, I really was truly fearless uh, to the point that I would sometimes injure myself and even that didn't stop me. And so when I was going into the jungle this time, knowing that I was going to be going through some really deep things physically, some very challenging physical things, um, fear naturally began to arise in some ways a little bit resistance began to arise and I wanted to tap into that inner child who just never even considered resistance just pushed pushed past resistance and just 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 did uh with 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 such pleasure and such joy the most challenging and seemingly to me now not so fun physical things but um and as I wanted to re reconnect with that part of myself to reignite this, this part of myself that still lives within me so I could really move into these challenges that I was going to face with this, this really uh, powerful, fearless inner child, I forgot and then remembered that of course, the other parts of her were going to have to show up as well, which meant the child who uh, was also somewhat ostracized uh, by her peers uh, really wasn't acknowledged or validated for any of the things that she excelled at, uh, was often the target of others' projections and judgments and insecurities, and also the child who was always sick, right? So they always had an illness of some sort or another. And that goes very, very deep as to as to why, you know, why that was, which I later found out when I did that inner child work, why this child was always sick. Uh, 
So those parts had to come too. There was no way that I could recall the, the, the really good, positive, fun side of this inner child without also recalling these painful parts of her. And when we go deep into the, into the work, as I was doing in the jungle, working uh, with Kambo every day, as well as with ayahuasca and doing a master plant diet with Ahasacha, uh, she, she came and when she showed up, boy, did she really show up. And it was just like I was replaying uh, my childhood in so many ways. Here I was going, doing all of these amazing things and really meeting all of the, the challenges that I was facing with, with fearlessness and with full trust and with surrender. And at the same time, I was experiencing a lot of others' projection, judgment. I often felt like I was absolutely not being heard. I literally developed a lump in my throat. Um, and and had and then a lot of physical things started to come up during that time as well, like illness types of things. So you know, and and herein lies more work for me to do in that wounded child. Right? She showed up. She wanted to heal. She came and she said, "Hey, if you want to integrate me, you have to integrate all of me." And and so those also were the parts that had fragmented off, so to speak, right? Uh, and now I, I, I've had the opportunity to, to see her again. And now also to do the work that follows because when we're doing this kind of work, especially in the jungle and you know, three ceremonies, three ayahuasca ceremonies in, in a one week period, five combo sessions, ajo sacha, just being in the jungle, you know, so many, so many things there's not a lot of time for integration it wasn't until i actually was able to step out of the jungle and then start to reflect in and and not having not left with the best feeling of like wow i didn't leave with that like warm fuzzy feeling for like the group of people i was with i still felt like a little bit like an outsider and then having now to turn that inward and go it's not them right it's me what's in here what's what is this what were they doing how did we contract you know, so that they would play their role so that this would come up and I would see this part of myself again, this fragmented part of myself. And now herein lies the integration that follows, right? All of that, that deep, deep work, because now is the time for me to journal. Now is the time for me to reflect. And now is the time for me to seek someone out like, like Nina uh, or someone like myself and, and perhaps even Casey who, you know, is going to help step me through that process right and take me to those places where I might not even be able to go on my own necessarily to go deeper with this wounded child to to heal her so I can now recall her back into into my into my whole soul as well and and, and return to that that place of wholeness within so con we're constantly retrieving all of these reflag fragments all of the places that and, and and being ostracized as a child being bullied is, is a trauma. So certainly there were parts of me that fragmented off uh, that I'm ready to retrieve, right? As we say, or to recall or reclaim at this point. So I'll leave it at that. That's my, that's, I think probably the best thing I can present at this point is the personal story that I'm actually going through right now. Thank you, sister. Well, thank you for your courage to share this. And yeah, it's very inspiring. And I think it is definitely time for collective healing and to heal the collective 
wounded child as well because I've been going through you know something similar in the last few months integrating another aspect and for me that was more connected to my relationships with men <coughs> that was always a big struggle and challenge in my life and somehow I I could overcome so many things in my life and, and, and I, I've seen, you know, improvement in so many ways in my quality of life, but this area al al always kind of stayed broken somehow and, um, and also my inability to create and manifest, you know, physical things and to hold on to material things here on this earth plane. So these two, um, kind of aspects of my life were just deeply challenged and even though I did so much work and healing on these it sti still somehow stayed in this um, repeating pattern I was still logged in this repeating pattern and as you said you know we we are powerful beings as you said Bonnie and we can call back this part of ourselves. and I did very powerful rituals and prayers and intentions to to be able to see and integrate what is blocking me in order to create a healthy and loving relationship with the man and um, and to also to to create more abundance and more flow on the material plane for myself and um, and and what came up for me was truly like shocking and in a way very scary that I don't really want to go into to great depth right now but it is uh, it was connected to like uh, childhood trauma and something that happened to me when I was a child and and some kind of um, just uh, sexual violation and uh, and and betrayal and breaking you know boundaries you know in childhood in a very unspeakable way that. Um, that somehow, you know, I didn't even had recollection of, you know, up until recently. And, um, you know, as Bonnie said, my intention was to take back that power, that trust, you know, that innocence and that, that confidence, you know, that we somehow all have, you know, at the beginning, if you look at little children and how fearless they are, and that's why parents have to, like, hover them, you know, because they just really don't have any fear and that trust and that innocence, you know, that is our, our true essence self, like shining force that, that somehow getting shut down or broken, you know, through the experiences and through the life as, as we are proceeding. And, and I was intending, you know, also to, to, to reclaim those parts of myself. And when I did that, you know, what came first was what is blocking that, you know, why I was not able to, to, to step into that trust, you know, especially, you know, towards man, why I was not able to, to create flow and to abundance on this earth plane where all these fears were coming from. And, and it just, um, you know, it was a very, very intense, but also at the same time, very liberating experience because uh, when I tapped into this, this aspect, you know, who, who carried, you know, all that pain, what, what happened first, that all the pain I started to experience, you know, that wasn't experienced in the past because I couldn't hold space for it because I didn't have the strength, you know, to face it and to process it and work through it. And, uh, and now I have, you know, now I have the tools, now I have the wisdom, I have the understanding, I have uh, that connected 
witness, you know, to that part of me who can hold space for all this and can go through, you know, all that experiences and all that emotions and everything that is um, that was held there for such a long time, and. Um, and that is not easy, <laughs> you know, so any of us, I think, who is, who is uh, tapped into this work, um, it's, it's not easy to, and we always talk with the medicine that first how things get worse before they get better. And I think, you know, with prayer as well, when we are asking for something, you know, especially in this context with this beautiful mother plant, you know, she is showing us, you know, what is the blockage, you know, what is blocking us from having what we are asking for. So we can become aware of that and we can process that and let go. And then we naturally are, you know, trust and, and innocence and confident is, is there. It's not something, you know, I think that we need to acquire, at least in my experience, that was all underneath it just naturally. I didn't have to do anything to to um, build trust back because the trust was there. I was just disconnected, you know, from that trust for such a long time. And I, th th there were experiences and memories for me that were blocking my capacity to, to connect to that trust and to experience it and to live from that space. So I just love your, your sharing and thank you for sharing that. And I'm gonna just pass it to Casey and see, you know, how your experience is sister with the inner chat aspect. Yeah, thank you. And thank you, Bonnie. Your energy has just been amazing. Um, I do. I feel like I know you. Um, so when you said like inner child, I kind of was thinking about like two different parts. So like my inner child being like that child that I hadn't healed. And then my inner child, that adult, when I am triggered and I my inner child comes out and I act like that child. Um, and so I, I feel like I connect with both of your stories um, in different ways. Like Bonnie, when you were talking about your throat, um, I remember and still to this day when I'm not in my, in my space, when I'm not honest with myself, it'll, it'll start clogging up and I can feel that it's like a lump in my throat. Um, and I remember when I was in the jungle, that was a huge point because I had been silenced. I had, um, or felt silenced for the majority of my childhood. So when I first started digging into this area of my life, I would, it was maybe like eight years ago. And I started doing EMDR therapy with a, a talk therapist and she was just phenomenal, but I didn't know. Um, I knew that I had these behaviors as an adult where I would um, do everything, say everything that people wanted me to do, say and be for them. And I didn't understand why I didn't even know what it was that I, that was me. Um, but I had to grow up really early. I um, was estranged from my father at about the age of eight. And there was a portion where me and my brother were like taken to a different state. And it was just, it was like, if I were to speak up, there was a huge consequence or punishment that came from speaking what I wanted. And there was a lot of spiritual abuse with the Bible. And so anything that was questioned to any type of authority, there was physical consequences because of it. But the more I dug into 
why I was acting the way that I acting or the patterns and behaviors all went back to this little child that I hadn't healed and doing that light work and that therapy just brought just the awareness of her because like Nina, I, I think when you were saying like a lot of things were like, you don't remember a lot, like it was a lot suppressed. I don't remember a ton of things. Like I remember being in gymnastics and there that's it. Like, I don't remember. So when I started to look at her, that little girl, these memories started. And then with the medicine, holy cow, like I just started slowly recalling all of these experiences that I had now been prepared for, but had I not had eased into it before, it would have been a lot to take in because I don't think I was prepared to discover what I discovered. And so now when that girl comes up, I see her and love her and we get through it, but it comes up and it's, it's a constant battle that I've been working on. And it's, instead of digging into that sad little girl, I look at that and I'm going to get emotional. I look at the survivor and what she's been through and how strong that girl is. Because had I not gone through that, I wouldn't be here. And my fear of talking to you guys and being vulnerable is insane because I'm on the other side of the camera 99.999% um, of the time. So this is just tough, but I see it in a beauty and like, holy shit, that girl, that girl is strong as hell to get through that. So uh, my inner child's become my best friend. That wounded girl has become my teacher and I'm really grateful. Thank you, sister. Thank you. We feel you totally. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, that you brought this great wisdom to the table that if you if you think any of uh, our listeners that you don't have a wounded child, just look at your life when you were triggered, you know, and that's when, as Casey said, we regress back into that child self, you know, when triggers come up. And uh, I, I learned to look at these triggers as opportunities to heal, you know, and to discover, you know, that where, where this child is still kind of alive, you know, and where this pain is still held. Because we, I think we can see in our lives and in other people's life that you can be like 70 and just regress back into the child in like one minute and then act like a child, you know, act like a total child. And, and that's what we are talking about here, that these triggers point us to this wounded aspect and, and what we still hold and, and carry. And, you know, the fear of, um, that we carry of, of speaking out and, and defend ourselves and, and all those things, it's something, you know, that we need to consciously work through. And I think that Oftentimes, you know, a big part of, a, of the healing is a learning experience because we, we talked about this topic, you know, in previous podcast, how we inherit this chain of pain and the trauma and pain is being passed down through the generations and, and our caregivers and our environment is to dysfunctional to a certain extent. At least I never seen a completely fully functional family or, you know, <laughs> divine love and everything. So, um, you know, when we have difficult experiences, we, we, we learn dysfunctional behavior to cope with it. 
so we don't have most of us don't have you know good resources good tools and good understanding at the beginning how to cope with these experiences in a healthy way because simply our parents and our environment is not coping in a healthy way either so I believe for example that all addictions is a, is a trauma response is coping with trauma and and if, if we look around like it's li I don't even know one person you know who doesn't have some kind of addictive behavior and um, so I think that part of the problem is that on top of the trauma that is being created and and we all kind of experience to a certain extent we don't have tools how to resolve it we and and all we see is dysfunction you know is dysfunctional coping mechanism yeah just you know drink something or take a pill or go shopping <laughs> or swallow it down or pretend that you are okay so on and so forth so i i think for me like a, a big part of it, it it was really learning you know how to respond to these triggers in in a more conscious and healthy way and learn how to process emotional trauma how to learn how to uh, change my perspective around different things uh, learn how to listen to my body and honor my body and allow my body to tell me what to do and how to heal it and um, and I think that without these tools and understanding, it's very difficult to to heal, you know. And to even if we have the 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 voluntad and and the commitment to heal these aspects, we we simply are not equipped, you know, to do it. So unless you are a healer <laughs> or you are somebody who is trained in these things, you know. And even even for me, you know, sometimes it is challenging. And I I always learn obviously new things about myself and about you know, healing in general. So um, how, how do you see, you know, just this, this topic from your perspective of, you know, learning dysfunctional behavior, how to respond to, to trauma and stressful situations, and then kind of finding your way to learn, you know, how to do it in a healthier way, and then starting, starting to apply that to your own life, or if you assist others, you know, that through your own experience, you know, supporting others with that. Bonnie. Yeah, thank you. So I want to reflect on some of the words that have really popped out to me. And first of all, Casey, thank you for your vulnerability for showing up on this side of the, the camera uh, to share your story and your wisdom. And so the words that are popping out to me as I've been listening are fight, battle, defend, wounded, <laughs> um, and, and other words like this. And, and I get this, this picture of like how we've all got our shields up, right? And that's been a lot of our, we could say dysfunctional patterning. Yeah, but that's what we knew to do. And so much of our lives tend to be struggle and battling. And we even use these words when it comes to things like uh, we hear it with COVID now, right? Battling COVID, fighting depression, battling cancer. And it's like we're at war. We're at war with these things. And and in the same way, we can we can look at our at our traumas, right? In our in our trauma response, where it's like this this uh, perhaps instinct or or training to to battle 
and to fight it uh, and then to shield ourselves from future trauma, right? And there's all of this going on. And there, so, and there's that side of the warrior, right? Which is like the wounded warrior. So in shifting, uh, like as Nina was saying, you know, and, and we start to gather different tools. We start to look at things differently. We start to change our, our story around the traumas. And, and so as we do that, uh, we're coming into the place ultimately of forgiveness and acceptance. And when we move into the place of forgiveness and acceptance, we're no longer battling, fighting, struggling, right? And so it's the same with any kind of disease, like rather than, you know, battling cancer all the way, why not embrace cancer as our teacher? And with trauma, it's the same, right? Why not embrace trauma as our teacher, like Nina, Nina mentioned, like what, what is it that we need to learn? And Nina, you had, oh, and just as I say that, I've got my lucky numbers up, 10, 133, 1033. Um, so Nina, you had sent out this, uh, this thing for it to listen to, the, the little soul in the sun, which is just, it's just so profound. Right. And so one of the things that we've got to do with our with our trauma uh, and is to step back into that place that I like to call soul land. Which is where we contracted, which is what this this parable is talking about, right? Like the little soul was the light and it knew it was the light. Uh, and but it wanted to be able to express one aspect of the light and the little soul wanted to express and be forgiveness. But in order to be forgiveness, the little soul had to leave soul land and it had to come to earth and it had to be persecuted or wronged or traumatized in some way in order to practice that aspect of its own light self, which is forgiveness. So, and, and it also refers to what we know in, in so many mystical traditions and the shamanic tradition as well, you know, we've all been both sides, right? We've all been the persecuted and we've all been the persecutor. I may come into this life and perhaps I've been feeling more persecuted or victimized in this life. But there's plenty of other lives I've gotten in touch with where I was, in fact, the persecutor. And so we're always in this in this role, co-creating this these experiences so we can experience these different aspects of ourselves. So going all the way back to soul land, right, and using this particular example of being with this this group in the jungle. How did I contract with with these souls in soul land that I would come back in this particular time with them to be able to practice something, not just to see my wounded warrior child, right, who overcame so much 
uh, and did a lot of fighting and struggling, but ultimately to shine the light of compassion on them and to be able to come into the place of forgiveness and acceptance. And that's really our full spectrum path of our warrior. And as we begin to heal the wounded parts of ourselves, we're coming into this place where we understand it was all just so I could practice forgiveness. So I could, so I could tap into to the light aspect of myself, which is compassion, which is deep understanding. Uh, and so that's, that's the other, the other side of that. And then we begin to understand, oh, maybe, maybe I don't have to be so wounded or fight or struggle so much, so much anymore. Maybe now I can come into the place where I don't have to defend so much because I've done so much healing and I've learned those lessons and I've experienced those aspects of my light self. So now I don't need those lessons anymore. Right? <laughs> we hope that's where we're getting in our soul evolution, right? We've now we're hopefully finally learning, learning the lesson or experiencing that aspect of ourselves. So it's not just about reclaiming the, the wounded part. It's about reclaiming that, that aspect of ourself, which is ultimate compassion ultimate forgiveness, ultimate acceptance. And there's many, many tools and ways that we can go about getting to that place. And we can tell ourselves the story of, oh, we were in soul in and we contracted it and we're the co-creators. That doesn't necessarily mean it, it actually resonates yet, right? We've still got to go through that multiple times. But in the parable, the person who comes in as the persecutor who has forgotten who they are too, right? They had to, they had to forget that they were the, they were love. They were actually light and they came in as this love, the most loving way possible and forgot who they were to help this other person experience the light forgiveness aspect, this other soul to experience that, but ultimately they're love too. And so people do say, and I know there's a lot of friction around these, this uh, term these days, which is, you know, it's all light and love. Uh, and we, we can, we can be a spiritual bypass, but ultimately if we step way, way back into soul land and into this more macrocosm, it actually was light and love at the end of the day. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Very powerful share. And yeah, we're going to include this link, what Bonnie was mentioning from Neil Donald Walsh, The Little Soul in the Sun, in the description. And I really recommend to all of you to watch that. It's like 13 minutes or something. Because um, I included that for the girls for today's podcast because uh, I felt it's really relevant, <coughs> not just personally for me at this moment, but I think, you know, just collectively as well. And um, and uh, my reason why I was um, including that was because I, I personally came to experience a lot of things that I thought on one level that it's impossible, you know, to forgive. <laughs> and uh, that, you know, it's, it's something, you know, that I cannot, I couldn't find in my human self, you know, that 
that wisdom or that strength to you know to to come to that place of forgiveness or of, or acceptance and i think probably a lot of the audience who is listening can relate to that <coughs> and uh, the problem with that you know the inability to forgive is that we are holding us in this prison of pain and anger because as healing as as, as uh, bonnie was saying you know healing is coming to that place of acceptance and forgiveness so I was really searching for some kind of guidance, you know, that would show me how to come to that place of forgiveness. And, and, and that's what I found also what Bonnie was talking about. And it might be a huge trigger for some people who are listening here, you know, saying that you somehow chose the experience on some level, even if you are not aware whatever is you know, was your experience, but I found it to be true as well. And also when I could come to accept that responsibility and to ex just, just to see that truth that on some level I chose this experience, this is what I wanted to experience, that, that taking that responsibility kind of allowed me to somehow, so to say, like rise above. And, and go beyond the pain and go to that soul level where there was no separation and there was no pain and no suffering and no, no struggle. And, and looking from that vantage point, I could find, you know, this, this forgiveness in my heart and this acceptance uh, that I don't think, you know, we can find on the human level often. And I understand why it is so difficult or sometimes impossible. And I do believe that that's the only way to find or to, to come to that place to, to go to the soul level where we see things from a different vantage point and, and that helps us to, to reconnect to that power and that love and that essence that, that from that place we can hold ourselves, you know, and we can hold that pain and that suffering and that brokenness and we can heal it from there. And because the soul is not hurt and it's not fragmented and it's not afraid and it has this divine power as Bonnie was saying to 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 heal and to integrate and come back to this wholeness and to remember who we are and why we are here and why things are happening the way they are and to ultimately you know change that and choose something different because now we have that power and we have that choice once we become aware and we become responsible to say no this ends here now and I am not a victim anymore and I'm not a prey anymore and I choose love over fear and I think you know that um, you know all of us who experience this um, just uh, find enormous healing and relief you know to reconnect to to this aspect to ourselves that can hold all of that that we are talking about all the unspeakable things and all the things that we thought that it's impossible to forgive or to accept so thank you for that bonnie to bringing this up and you know, it's an emotional call for all of us but it's also so very healing so yeah casey passing you the stick to to share some words yeah that was a really beautiful story i agree i loved the part um it was just like some, like I was here for you to remember. And it was like the collective part of it that was just really beautiful the way that that 
um, explained it. So I hope people get a chance to to go in the show notes and click on that video because it was really powerful, obviously. Um, and uh, so, yeah, as far as when things come up, just like now, which we've all experienced when emotions come up and we go back and reflect to that space and time of what we're healing and it's all super hard to go there. Um, hard, maybe beautiful um, releasing, but when you breathe through it, especially like Bonnie, when you're talking about, you know, the fear of, you know, COVID or whatever, it's just like, I remembered when all this started and I was like right there in it and just looking back of like, I was like putting on double gloves and I'm like, that, I, who is that girl? Like you, when you get in a space of fear, everything goes out the window when it comes to rationality, thinking clearly, like it doesn't exist. So first of all, I stop and I breathe. And that just releases and then just remembering this is a lesson. It's not, the things aren't being done to me. They're being done for me. So there's lessons in it all. And we've gone through, like, there, and there are things worse than death. So the fact that we've survived what we've survived, I'm not afraid of anything. So that puts above that fear. But even those little things I see in life as an adult, like I said, right, whenever the borders opened and or were closing and I was antibacterial, like I had no idea what I, who I was. It just takes time and breathing and sifting through. And some days I feel I've got it better than other days. Um, so I think it's just learning as we go, not beating ourselves up when we don't respond in a way that we necessarily would like to. Um, forgiving ourselves and other people when when all of that occurs but it's been a learning experience and um, finding my soul and the light in the midst of that has just been a really beautiful um, discovery within myself and I'm grateful for all of it and for you guys like helping me find pieces of mine because it's 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 women and and men and, and just people coming together and sharing their light and their stories and their pasts to really be able to to support each other and be empathetic and understand um, what people are going through in a level where we can have an open heart with them and hold their hand through some really tough stuff because life gets pretty rocky. Totally. Um, I just watched not so long ago this documentary came out, The Wisdom of Trauma, with Dr. Gabor Mate. Really, also recommend it to our audience that you sign up and support, you know, them and this documentary so it can reach, you know, all the people. And there was this very one super powerful scene in the documentary where they do these programs in prison to, to kind of uh, offer therapy and healing for the inmates, which is I deeply resonate with. <clears throat> As we talked about, you know, that a lot of, you know, um, people don't turn out to be like murderers and, and rapists and all that stuff, you know, just because, you know, they inherited some genes, but trauma, you know, accumulative trauma leads most people, you know, to, to commit 
um, these kind of acts. And um, anyway, there is this beautiful organization, I forgot the name, who is going into prisons and approaching it, you know, from a healing perspective too. And uh, they had this huge circle in the prison yard, and and the woman was standing with the microphone in the, in the circle, and and all around these like super hardcore looking men, this big like savage looking man with tattoos and just rough, you know, like how you would imagine, you know, a criminal <laughs> to be, how you program to imagine these people to be. And the woman who was standing in the in the middle and was leading this exercise, she just asked this question and said, uh, "Everybody who ever experienced, you know, physical abuse or beaten or hurt in in their home, take a step forward." And then everybody took a step forward. And then everybody who was ever abused, who were denied, you know, kicked out, you know take a step forward <laughs> and everybody took a step forward and it just went on and on everybody who never re received any love or kindness or so on and so forth and you could see these people you know just taking step step forward you know all of them while in in the end <coughs> they were all standing in the middle of the circle and most of them were crying you know <laughs> and was really like kind of like a powerful emotional moment just to um, see you know how beyond that look beyond that physical surface you know what was accumulated there and what were the steps you know that brought these people you know to be in that place now and um, I just um, yeah I feel you know that that was such a powerful moment of, of awakening and healing, you know, for, for me and for all of us just to acknowledge that the, the pain and the fear, you know, distorts us and makes us do things, you know, that as, as Casey said, they are not logical, not reasonable, not even humane a lot of times, certainly not loving. Uh, because we we live in this prison of fear and we live in this sea of pain and it's just like acting out you know from that space and and when we are acting out from that space we are just creating more of that and inflicting more pain and I think you know one of the roots you know and and for people who are listening how can you identify you know that child and the characteristics of your wounded child and what is going on with you good question to ask is who did you need to be for the love and acceptance of your parents or primary pr caregivers who were raising you because you learn very very soon you know in life that you have to behave in a certain way to be loved and accepted. That love is not unconditional, that if you do these things, you're gonna be loved and accepted, and if you do those things, you, you're gonna be hurt and, and rejected and pushed out from the community. And I think, you know, that our need for love and connection is goes even beyond our physical needs, you know, and, and it's, it's a basic need for, for, for us in order to live, you know, to, to find, the, the desire and the courage and, and the commitment, you know, to this life. And uh, we learn very early that we have to be a certain person and we have to suppress other parts of us that are not okay to express and to, to show in order so we can belong and we can receive that love that is like essential to, to survive. And um, I think that certainly for me, one of the things that was 
required from me in order to be loved and I think a lot of women and probably men also can resonate with it but I, I just have more experience with women was obedience that I have to obey like what the authority says what the parents my parents say what the teacher said what the doctor said and all these people are above me they are stronger than me they are smarter than me uh, they know better what is good for me and i have to obey and if i'm obedient then everything is going to be okay and if i don't obey or, or try to go against you know the rules then i will be punished and i think you know that for me that 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 created you know this inability to to speak out a lot of things or to even say no in many situations when I wanted to say no because it was so strongly drilled into me <laughs> you know to obey that that it took a lot of internal work and awareness and, and love and healing to 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 kind of change my perspective and to see that this is not not right you know this is not always right and it's certainly not good for me because the obedience where it led me it was not that things are got better but on the contrary they just got worse and worse and worse you know the more i i i obeyed to external forces the more i went against my own self and my own instincts and my intuition and my body wisdom and what i felt and knew to be true and what my my, my inner self was telling me to do because it was just such a huge clash you know in between the two things and um, and and it was yeah a lot of work you know to to rewire that, that to, to, to step out of that and to claim back that voice and to claim that courage and to understand you know that I'm not less than uh, as, as other people are not more than me, you know, and uh, what, who knows what's best for me is me. And uh, ultimately, because nobody knows me, you know, to that level that I know myself. So um, I think, you know, this is a good question to ask who did you need to be f in order to, to receive the love and acceptance from your parents, from your family, from your environment, from your caregivers, and there you can find that thread, you know, where you can start walking down and kind of unravel, you know, all these things that, that we are sharing here today. So, uh, Bonnie, do you have anything to add right now? Sure, yeah. Um, I'd like to stay on the, the topic of obedience uh, as one of the aspects uh, that has a light and a shadow to it, right? Because of course, to a certain degree, say our parents want us to obey certain rules for safety, right? Don't go, you don't go outside, you know, and, and play in the street, right? Because we're not, we're, or we don't go play out by the pool because maybe we're not old enough to learn, know how to swim yet if we fell in the pool or we don't know how to look across, you know, to, to cross the street properly. And, and so in that aspect, you know, obedience of rules can be a really good thing, right? Because it's, it's keeping us safe. It's keeping us from harm. Uh, the trouble begins because we then we then have to we learn that if we don't obey in other ways 
which actually, you know, are not put in place to keep us safe, right? They're put in place to keep us quiet or shut down uh, or even, you know, to perhaps even designed to put us in harm's way, right? Like there's many of us who were, were taught we, we don't defy authority. We always obey. We re respect our, our elders. And then the elder, you know, the authoritative figure might be telling us to do something which is actually quite harmful, right? Uh, and then they tell us, don't tell. And we have to obey that too because we were conditioned to understand that, that we obey. Right, we obey the rules at 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 all costs, even if even if it's uh, in some way harming us, and it can harm us on very subtle levels, as we know, just by being shut down, not 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 being able to express our emotions, not being able to cry. Right, that can be that can be a rule. Obey you, shush, don't cry, yeah, shush, don't be mad. You know, that's not that's not becoming of a young lady to be mad, you know, to be angry. Uh, and so we're then, now there's all these conditional rules set up and we're, we're taught, we obey, we obey them. And, and eventually uh, it, it can put us in harm's way. And over time uh, it can manifest in all kinds of dis-ease. So there's, a, there's always a, because we live in a world of duality, <laughs> Uh, there's always a, a light side and a shadow side. And so one of the, that's one thing that I think we're becoming more aware of as, as time goes on. Uh, and now, of course, women are being taught, right? We are taught to say no, right? We are in, in certain situations, right? We're taught not to obey in certain situations. But back when, you know, when you and I, Nina, when we grew up, we weren't, nobody ever taught me I could say no. I, it, it, you know, you, you said yes, you just did it because you were told to because it was an older, uh, your authoritative figure, it was the principal, it was the coach, it was the whoever, you did what they told you. You don't be disrespectful. You don't speak up. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to, 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 to go deeper basically into that because uh, this this aspect just this one aspect right of of obedience and all that comes with that right and the conditional love that can be put around obedience and if you obey if you obey everything's going to be fine and we're going to love you and if you don't obey uh wow now you're really in trouble uh and so now we can hopefully begin to understand and teach our children, no, we don't always obey. <laughs> we don't always obey everyone. We, we listen to our body's wisdom. We listen to our intuition, right? We learn how to say no uh, when something inside of us is telling us to say no and that that's actually a good thing. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes, everything has two sides and as you, as you said that you know, when we are adults, you know, we have more awareness. And I think, you know, I was 
more referring to, to those situations, what Casey was uh, uh, um, mentioning earlier, than, than when, <coughs> when we are triggered, when we are afraid, we, we go back to these old patterns, to these childhood you know, behaviors. And, and, and if I was you know, conditioned to obey, what, what, what it means to me when I am in fear, I'm going to obey whatever I'm told, right? even if it goes against my logic, my intuition, my better judgment, my body wisdom, so on and so forth. And, and of course, you know, the other side is what, what Moni was saying that, you know, when you are really a child, you know, for physically you are a child, there are a lot of um, rules that are serving your safety and your well-being and, and, and those are absolutely healthy and natural. So. Uh, as everything, you know, the light and, and the shadow is, is contained within, you know, every little thing. And I think, you know, just coming through from the obedience and what Bonnie was saying of, you know, just keep quiet and don't tell. I find that in my life and a lot of people I work with as a therapist over 20 years, that's one of the most destructive thing, you know, secrets and things that are hidden and not spoken of. And... Uh, I think, you know, that in a way it's even more difficult to deal with it because you are either not aware because it's a secret, so you don't know, you just see the dysfunction or experience the results of that secret and that hidden thing, that darkness that you, you cannot speak about or ask about or, or everybody is just like closing their eyes, you know, towards that and and uh, you are not aware so you just you you don't know how to process or what to process or what to heal at all and i think that 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 is even like going a layer deeper into this and i think that's why it's so important that we have these spaces where we can share our stories and and we can speak these things out and hopefully people can listen you know, and, and, and also have the courage to speak their stories and their truth and to share so we can, we can really awaken and see how much damage is being done by staying quiet, by keeping things in secret, by not um, speaking our stories, you know, by pretending that we are okay when we are, you know, dying inside and all of these things. So I'm, I'm just so grateful, you know, to... <coughs> have this space um, to create this space where we can you know broke these <laughs> rules and and do something different and hopefully inspire you know other people to also open up and to to speak their stories and to to um, unravel those secrets and and look beyond you know what was hidden so Casey anything that you want to add to this Sure. I'll add, um, also when I was starting this whole journey, my therapist had recommended going and um, volunteering at like a church, um, in those ages. So I really started with the babies and went all the way to high school, which was just life changing to go through those ages. And so now I've been kind of just kind of with the five and six year olds for now a few years and they're just amazing humans. And they, when I am teaching this curriculum, which I'm not going to say sit here in line, say I'm always aligned with it because I'm not, but we can tweak it. And now as an adult, I'm able to kind of send a different message to the kids because I, I do have that role now. So there was a, uh, there was one of the messages on obedience. So what we talked about, well, who do, who do we obey? 
And the whole message, instead of obey your authorities, obey whatever, turned into, well, who do we obey? So learning to trust yourself and learning to like, what if some, what if your leader tells you to do something wrong? What if you're not comfortable? So it really was able me to see and then, and then take action in my life currently to then show something different. So it's been really cool to see a positive out of what you're saying, Bonnie, like all of those lessons um, and, and stuff. So it's been fun to work with kids along the way and really have a deep respect when they start standing up for themselves. And then you can see those patterns shift, pattern shifting. Um, so yeah, it's been cool. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And, and definitely, and that is like just a, like a testimony of your healing and, and a result of all of the healing work that we are doing as an individual, as a collective, that you are not just healing yourself, but you are kind of breaking that chain of pain. As Casey was saying that because of her experience and her healing and everything she went through, now she is able to influence next generation in a more positive way and give that wisdom. So hopefully they don't have to go through, you know, all of that difficult learning, you know, that we like uh, experienced and we went through and um, yeah, so nice, nice to hear that. Thank you for sharing. Um, for for today, I think it's definitely more episodes are needed, you know, on this topic. <laughs> it cannot be put in one hour. But um, what I would like to kind of leave our audience for today is to share some 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 tools, you know, that we find along the way that we really work for us to to get in touch with this aspect of ourselves and to to bring healing and awareness and that unconditional love. So. For me, it was um, like writing is, is, a, is such a good way, like journaling or just writing, like free writing to connect with that aspect of myself. This might not work for everybody, but you know, just to start communicating to that aspect of yourself and ask, how are you? You know, what do you need? I'm here to listen. Tell me your story, you know, and some people get into this very easily. And some people, I think, you know, have some blockage and, oh, this is not working. There is nobody there. And, and so you have to experiment which tool works for you. But I love this. And, and still up until today, writing is a big part of my personal life. And my healing process just to to as i write i kind of go deeper you know and i kind of empty all these things and i communicate from my perspective her perspective so on and so forth so i think you know to to get in touch e either with words or with intention or through writing or through like other practices um like for example, um, altered states of consciousness, you know, using plant medicine, using different tools like breath work, like shamanic journey to, to connect with this part of yourself definitely um, was, was a big uh, tool for me. Another, um, you know, very powerful tool for me was soul retrieval because I think, you know, when, when like unspeakable things happen to us like it, it we we get fragmented on a soul level and somehow part of us kind of separates and disconnects and kind of floating somewhere only connected with a little piece of thread 
and um, I think soul retrieval, I, I can almost say, you know, from my perspective, that it's essential to bring healing to, to, to the core of your being, you know, to the whole self, to recover these pieces. But I would, I would definitely recommend that before you do that, you have some tools, you know, and you have some support to integrate that part of yourself because one, what's happening, what Bonnie was mentioning before, when you retrieve a part of you, you retrieve those memories and also the emotional content, you know, that was not processed. And, and you need to process in the present time. So, you know, you need to have some tools or some somebody guiding you how to go through emotional release. So you're not gonna suppress, you know, those emotions back, but, but you can allow yourself to feel those emotions. And these are normally very intense emotions that come up. And, and you allow yourself to feel and experience that and also to express it in a, in a healthy way that is a learning experience because again, a lot of people do not know how to express because their, their whole life they were told you shouldn't feel this way, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't be angry, don't cry, so on and so forth. So, so we, we sometimes do not even know, you know, how to do it. Um, so emotional release definitely, um, any kind of spiritual practice, I think, will be a great help to connect to that something greater, who we are, you know, whatever that means for you, according to your belief system. And for me personally, prayer is one of the most powerful way, and I don't mean prayer in a religious context at all. What I mean by prayer is like asking from your heart, from your soul, you know, for this healing, for this integration, for this liberation from these chains and these experiences and, and, and all, of, all of that, what we carry, and, um, and to intend it, you know, to, to willingly give over, you know, all this to that aspect of yourself who can hold that, which is your soul. And I have a, <laughs> have a friend and she always says that soul is the boss and <laughs> I love that. And I just have this in my mind, you know, and, and uh, that surrender I think is essential for healing. And, and I certainly had problems with this because I understood before surrender, like giving over to some kind of authority higher than me outside of me. And I didn't want to do that, which is very understandable that, you know, you have resistance towards that. But through my journey, I, I, I understood, you know, that it's, it's giving over to our divine self, to our God self, to our higher self, you know, who has the wisdom and the tools and, and the awareness and the unconditional love and the infinite resources and power to, to hold that, to transform that. So whatever practice can help you personally to connect to that aspect i think you know it's it's essential to do it and um, for for me last uh, but not least what i want to bring is nature you know just to to draw on mother earth and the power of the of the earth and the divine feminine mother and that nurturing loving caring energy and be in nature and use nature to connect uh, with yourself and with your body and and to connect with your own physical body, you know, th uh, with the earth and through the earth and, and to, to start honoring yourself, you know, every aspect of yourself uh, the same way as we honor the earth and we honor nature. 
So um, with this, you know, I'm going to just let the girls to, to pass down some of their favorite tools. Bonnie, what are your favorite tools to heal the inner child? Thank you, Nina. Wow, you, you said it all, really. Thank you for this comprehensive uh, viewpoint uh, on all of the different tools. So what I'll do is just hit a couple of the highlights to reinforce some of the things that are uh, maybe my favorites. And of course, uh, you mentioned intention. And so it's got to start with intention, right? Any kind of in, in, in actually the word intention in in the medical field and in the nursing realm is is to heal a wound. Uh, and that's like a definition is to to heal a wound. And so intention and being very specific with the intention, not just like, oh, I just want to heal or I just want to be happy, uh, but really getting to the root and then moving forth uh, with intention to, to be very specific about what it is that we're wanting to heal, right? Because that's also going to guide uh, the tools and the modalities. My favorite by far modality, which is what I use with all my clients at least at least once or more uh, and usually many many times is the quantum healing when we when we go into the quantum realm which is also new, known as shamanic journeying uh it can even be we can call it hypnotherapy um and so what what i do in in that place with with clients is we we call that aspect of the wounded child in and then as the light of our higher selves, we talk to that wounded child because the wounded child has come to heal. Otherwise she wouldn't, she or he wouldn't show up uh, and wouldn't be showing up, you know, in our lives in one way or another. Uh, and so they've come to heal and then we, we go through the healing. And that can look and sound uh, different, uh, just, just depending on what it is that we're, we're healing. Uh, but generally, there's a somatic experience in that where we're talking to the inner child and asking them, well, where do you, where does, where does that hurt in your body, or where do you feel that in your body? And then we, as our own inner healer, are moving into that space, and we use certain certain tools through the through the quantum space to heal that aspect of the wounded child. Uh, so to me, it, when we were, when we're able to move into that space and do that high level of work, it really is is extraordinarily more powerful than than anything that I've personally experienced. And then, of course, like you said, Nina, uh, when when then we've got to also integrate it in into this three dimensional realm. Uh, and so, so the work does continue in the, in the 3D realm, but when we travel into that uh, alternate state of consciousness or not ordinary state of consciousness, the more imaginative realm, which is extraordinarily powerful, um, we, do, we do just, just exponentially accelerated healing in that realm. Uh, so that's that's for sure my favorite for healing any wounded aspect of the child, healing any trauma, any kind of resolution of trauma. Uh, you mentioned nature also, and this is so absolutely important when we learn how to use the elements, when we learn how to use art, 
and fire. I mean, all of all of these things, breath, air, uh, in a way that we begin to understand there's actually transformation that occurs. Uh, in in uh, my shamanic lineage, we, we call it hucha, hucha, yeah, which is the dark, stagnant, sludgy, heavy, you know, thick density, low vibrational stuff that that we carry and we can offer this hucha back to the mother earth say in the form of land offerings and then as we're offering and say even burying that in the earth now we're giving it over to earth to allow earth element to begin to transform that we can offer it to the fire right which is a very fast way uh that we can transform and transmute certain energies uh and and we you know often in in the in say say a lot of realms of healing we don't understand or that 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 these elements are our allies and our friends and they're here to help us do the healing and to transform and so for me also that's one of the things that I do most for my own self and with my clients is to bring in the elements as a modality for transformation the nature that's what she's here for absolutely thank you yes uh, definitely I, I i just encourage everybody to go beyond talk therapy and i myself was trained as a psychologist so i know what i'm talking about that it's a very incomplete method and and those are there are parts of us that we all mentioned here which is you know our heart or emotional body or mind you know and and our soul and then our physical body and and we need to to address this these wounds on every level and 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 bring healing to all parts of us not just one little part because that 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 won't make you know huge difference and and also um just to to re recap back to the triggers that we want to heal you know the inner child wants to heal wants to be free of the pain we want to heal everybody wants to heal and, and have a full life and be happy that is that is something i believe instinctual natural that you have this desire you know coming from within so when when we are triggered you know it, again it is an opportunity for us to realize that healing and i think you know that um, to, to remember that, you know, that what can we learn from this experience? How can I use this? How can I remember that this is happening for me so I can be, I can be free, I can be whole? Um, it, it is crucial to make this shift in, in, in perspective and in awareness and not look at, you know, these things as something that you need to suppress or fight or be in war with because that, that is definitely not working, you know, to, to fight and, and to struggle. It's, it's not going to make it better for sure. So thank you for bringing that. Casey, giving you the stick love. Yeah, um, just briefly two things that I do, all of that is, yes, the nature gardening is watching something grow from a seed. Um, that something you can eat is just a mag, like just such a power. Um, it's super high vibrational to me to just get my shoes off and go in the garden and, and just work in there. Um, but also this I use just about every day and it's, it's released. It's emotional 
it's releasing emotional patterns with essential oils. And so if I wake up and I feel tired or depressed or lonely or whatever, I go to that emotion, then I find the oil and then there's the trigger points. So I work a lot with those, um, especially Idaho blue spruce is like a super um, high vibrational oil. So if I feel that muck, just um, putting a few drops in my hands, deep breath in, swallow, breathe out, do that a few times. And it's amazing just that shift and what an oil can do, but it will, um, it'll shift if I'm super, super low. So I remember those um, pretty frequently because it's been a huge tool in the last like three years um, that I've been working with other plants. I've been really embraced the oils. Awesome. I, I love essential oils and it's such a good, good uh, tool, you know, and, and it, it affects your nervous system, I think, the fastest way, like through the offletory system. And that's one of the fastest way to create change in the nervous system. So definitely recommending, you know, people to look into that. And I just love, you know, that the cat is there and we did so many recordings and I think that's the first time, you know, that the cat was there and the oh. other, your other kitty was there too. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, in, uh, in my lineage, when I was trained in shamanism, you know, they, they believe that uh, cats are portals actually to the astral realm and I don't know if this is true but I believe it and uh, yeah I just want to believe you know that today we we are in the presence of this amazing portal and we are sending out all this love and healing and these messages you know into the astral and into all the words you know so it's 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 very I feel very honored to be in the presence of what's her name oh this is Natalie Natalie actually adopted Natalie. me yeah, and then Navi is the one with three legs. I don't know if you saw her, but I'm a photographer, so people think that's funny. But, um, yeah, she was ran over by a car, and my mom found her. And so, yeah, she they both adopted me, actually. That's one awesome. thing I'd like to add in, just because we do have the cat here, of course, is cats are all ultimate self-healers. And one of the ways, of course, that they heal is to purr. And so I didn't bring that in today, but I, I'm big, big, big proponent of using our voice, of course, and using our voice and um, to heal. And so for me, the cats are one of our ultimate teachers and how to use sound and vibration to heal our bodies. So just to bring that in uh, as well, to hum to ourselves and different things like that are also extraordinary ways to heal. I have a Native American flute that I play and it's a huge art heart opener. I'm not great. I don't know any songs. It's just directly from the heart. But that's yeah, all of those things I'm great. Absolutely. Yeah. Sound healing, all kinds of instruments. Singing bowl is also one of my favorite and chimes, you know, just like super super beautiful so yeah there are many tools and uh, yeah to close close it with my message would be that everything can be healed you know no matter how dark or deep um we can we can heal it by and, and for me healing is awakening and remembering that we are not that darkness and not that pain and 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 to reconnect you know to to that true self you know who can hold all this and 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 bring this all together and um, <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm really passionate about that obviously you know my whole life is 
probably, you know, possibly all uh, that's that's all my life purpose, you know, what I'm doing here and, and why I'm here for. And uh, yeah, I want to mention our, our workshop, which is coming up again, the 28th of August, Saturday, Healing the Mother Wound, where we dive in to heal the birth trauma. That is a big, big part of that wounded child, what we were uh, talking about here today, and we didn't go into this topic so much, but yeah, that's what we're gonna focus on. And this workshop is for men and women, uh, equally, you know, it's not only for women, it's everybody who was birthed through a mother uh, and had it, it birth, was, was birthed into this world, so to say, and we create this space to, to do some practical things. So we do shamanic journeying and we do breath work and, and we also share and come together.